I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, Canada's national digital theatre. Each week, we take some of the hottest plays and transform them into contemporary audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome back to Play Me and Part 3 of Bang Bang by Kat Sandler. Bang Bang is a Factory Theatre Commission, and it had its world premiere this year at the Factory Theatre in Toronto, Canada. If you're enjoying Bang Bang, the Factory has offered our listeners a 10% discount to all of their shows this season. So if you're in Toronto, go to playmepodcast.com, and under the Listen page you'll find the promo code PLAYMEPOD, which will give you a 10% discount to any of the shows at the Factory this season. So now... Part 3 of Bang Bang. Last week on Play Me. Lila, this is Jackie Savage, the actor. Hi, Jackie Savage, the actor. No. Yeah, is everything, is there something that we don't... I'm uh, sorry, Jackie, we're just playing catch-up. We didn't know about the movie until today. You didn't know about the movie? Timmy didn't tell you about the movie, that's crazy. I mean, the cop, not you, does look shitty in the movie, and that's okay. And I'm not saying Ray's shitty, and you're not Ray. Right, because Ray is a different person. Okay, good, yep, okay, so he's black, he's a cop, he has a dead cop dad, and he shoots a black kid twice, so you are still telling my story, you just gave me a white dad and a penis! I know you're worried about looking bad, but I don't think you're a bad person. And if you insist on believing that it's close to you, I think the play makes you look good. Well, geez, I better read this play. Let's all read it. Right now. Out loud. Uh, uh, Tim wants me to read it. I didn't mean read it out loud. Jackie has a bunch of questions about the character's motivations. I do. Why not? We have a a great actor, the (laughs) playwright, and the inspiration. So let's read it. How about that? We can see how different it is from the real incident. You can ask me questions as they arise. How does that sound? Okay, sure. Okay. Now we're cooking. All right. Who wants some rum? I do like rum. Not sure how you figured that out. And now we have so much of it. Anyone? No, no one's having rum. Bang Bang features Jeff Lillico, Karen Robinson, Khadija Roberts-Abdullah, Richard Zeprieri, and Sebastian Hines. It was written and directed by Kat Sandler. This is Bang Bang, Episode 3. <laughs> Hanzo by Timothy Birnbaum. For dad, his dad, that's sweet. Forward. These are difficult times, and as we... Skip that, skip that. Setting. A living room. That's it? The whole thing happens in a living room? It's a living room play. Okay, that fucking sucks. Skip to page 11. The gun. 
That's like a, a heading. Darkness. The kind that gets into your bones. Nice. Lights fade up. We are everywhere and nowhere. But we're in the fucking living room. Music plays. What kind of music? First run, we didn't have money for rights, but you know you have to have music, so we used film soundtracks. So you stole music from movies? No, we borrowed music from movies. And you didn't get in trouble? We didn't use the theme from Jurassic Park, we just used, you know, vague, dramatic instrumentals. You know, you listen to soundtracks. I pay for soundtracks. It's music, it wants to be heard, just keep going. Oh, the woman in full police regalia comes down the aisle. What aisle? She comes through the audience. She's breaking the fourth wall. What the fuck's the fourth wall? You never seen a play before, Tony? Yeah, I saw Grease. It makes the audience feel complicit. Oh. Just keep going. She climbs the stairs to the stage where a spotlight illuminates her. She faces the audience. Beat. 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 What's a beat? Just pause. A pause. I pause? Yeah, or she does. She hasn't said anything. It doesn't matter. I should read those. No, just do a pause. Pause. No, just pause. Okay, she takes a deep breath. What are you doing? I'm doing a beat. Do shorter beats. It says long beats. I'll read the stage directions. Thank you. No, no, no. Hey, I'm doing it. I'll do the thing. I just won't read the beats. That's you. You. Oh, you're done? Yeah. You done now? Yeah. Okay, let's do this. The you don't want your script? It. Tony! You, what, you don't need your script? Tony, no! I know the lines! I can do this off book! This was the audition! Gosh darn it, man! Okay, sorry. The first thing is that it's heavy. Not heavy-like, it's easy to lift. But in the movies, people pick them up so easy, you don't think about it. I mean, it's only two pounds, maybe What three. are you doing? I'm doing the thing, Tony. Is that how you're going to do it in the movie? But like what? Like you're suddenly from Atlanta? Just shut up and read the stage directions. I think it's good. Really good. Thank you, thank you. Okay, I'm going back in. I mean, it's only two pounds, maybe three, but it seems weighty. It's got weight to it, and I think it should. You should be able to feel it. She takes her gun out of her holster, looks at it. Beat. Shit, sorry, no beat. I mean, there is a beat. We'll, we'll just do it. This is just doing the beat. Just do it again, do it again. This is the Glock 22. Do you want to use something for the gun? I'm miming it. Oh, yeah, like a prop. No, I'm miming it. Here, take my pen. I'm mom- mm. This is the Glock 22. 15 rounds and 2.5 seconds. This is so seconds. stupid. You're holding a fucking pen. Use your imagination, yeah, Tony. Yeah, that thing fucking weighs nothing. You're talking about how heavy it's supposed to be. You want to just use my gun? You have a gun? You're not using a gun. Yeah. You have a gun on you. I got a license. We are not using a gun. I'll just take the clip if out. We can use our imaginations. Why? We don't have to. A gun with no bullets is just a paperweight. What's going to do? Throw it at somebody? No. Gun. Jesus, it's okay, Mom. I'm not going to hold it. That's what she's worried about. Everybody knows the boy doesn't have a gun. Does he? I do not want a gun in this house. I'm sorry, Karen. I gotta keep it close. Well, then you can leave. How are you gonna do this without a narrator? Take it outside. Put it in the car. I know. I can't. Tell me it's fine. Just put it in the car. Okay. Okay. If it's gonna make people feel uncomfortable, then... I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Karen. I'll just put it in the car. No big deal. This is the Glock 22. 15 rounds in 2.5 seconds. Line. 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 It's definitely heavier. It's definitely heavier than, say, the Glock 19, which is easier to hide. Concealed. What? 
It's conceal. Sorry. Right, sorry, T. The Glock 19, which is easier to hide. Conceal. Right, sorry. But the 22's got more power. More bang for your buck. A candle is lit by uh, the mother. You can wait two seconds. Where were we? A candle is lit by the mother as a spotlight illuminates her. Stand up, Mom. If you speak, you stand. She says nothing. It's funny. It looks like it does in the movies. I guess that's stupid. A gun looks like a gun. And the first time you fire it, the kickback is surprising. But once you know what to expect, you kind of get used to it. Spotlight comes up on the boy in an oversized red hoodie. A red hoodie? The real surprise. The thing they don't tell you. Do other people talk in this place? It's a monologue, Tony. The thing you can't guess is, it's really fucking loud. The mother begins to cry. I'm crying on the inside. The woman raises her gun. The spotlight on the boy grows brighter as he raises his hands. Floodlights fade up, blinding the audience sound of a loud gunshot. Bang! Then another louder gunshot. Bang! Blackout. That's a good fucking scene, man. Thank Thank you. you. Anyone want more rum? Fuck yeah. Hey, Tim, you ever shot someone? Who, me? No. You ever been shot at? No, and I know that makes me lucky. I understand my privilege. (laughs) Ever fired a gun at all? Ever even held one? No, I don't believe in guns. They're real. I googled it. I actually did a ton of research. About guns? Well, yes, it's a big part of what I'm saying. Guns give people too much power. Exactly. And that's why only those who know to use them should carry them. What, like cops? Yeah, we're trained. Average person doesn't know what to do with a gun. In an ideal world, the average person wouldn't have a gun. Without a gun, you can't shoot. Sure, but in this world, average person, gun, no training, more likely to shoot. And I'm saying it's your training that makes you more likely to shoot. What the fuck are you talking about? There's no likely about it. You don't know what you'll do until you're in that situation. Actually, I've Googled statistics on this. Wow, Google is so helpful. Why didn't you just Google what it feels like to kill someone? I did. I told you, I researched police training, the inception of racism in modern day culture, other incidents. Just Googled everything? No, I reached out to people too. Cops, activists, whoever was willing. Whomever. What? Whom? Cops, activists, Black Lives Matter, etc. You spoke to Black Lives Matter. No, I mean, I was going to reach out, then I thought they'd be really busy. And I already know Black Lives Matter, or why would I write this play? I mostly ended up speaking to people affected by this kind of thing. The black community at large. Are we trying to escape? Isn't that what I'm supposed to do? And people speak to you. Some, yeah. You just went up to black people on the street and said, Hey, I'm writing a play. Can I ask you if you or anyone you know has ever been shot up by the police? No, I'm a smart, sensitive person. I asked sensitively. And some of the conversations I did have made it into the play. As they happen? No, the impact of those conversations. Look, this isn't verbatim theater. I'm not explaining it. I didn't say anything. And they're all in the special thanks. Oh, the special thanks. You know, I went to a vigil, too. And how was it? Terrible. Sad. Everyone was crying, and I felt like I shouldn't be there, so I left. Maybe I didn't feel the need to exploit that in my play, but I've done my due diligence. And just so you know, comparatively, other cops, other families have had it so much... Don't you dare say worse than me. Much worse than you. (sighs) Jesus, it's an epidemic. I had to make a chart to keep it all straight. Keep what straight? Unarmed black men shot by police. And what did you Google to make that chart? Um, unarmed black men shot by police, question mark. Actually, I'll take some rum. Absolutely. And there are so many name, age, number of shots, officer charged or not, going back years. And the things people have mistaken for weapons, cell phones, pill bottles, people's hands... I mean, it's five pages. I memorized it. You memorized the chart. I should know the names. There are videos now, body cams, dash cams. You're lucky there's no video of your incident because they are just horrible. 
I spent an entire morning watching those in a Starbucks, sitting there with my headphones in, watching these men die, literally watching the life flow out of them on YouTube. I threw up. That must have been really hard for you, watching those videos. Yeah, it was. But I understand that it's so much harder for... I think about things now. Look, I don't want to say I got woke doing this, because I know if you have to say you're woke, you're not woke, but I, yeah... Maybe I got a little woke, and, and, and I can't get unwoke. It's there. It's in the play, my wokeness. Well, let's keep reading till we're all woke. Tone? Right. Okay. Page 14. The boy walks across the stage, hands in his pockets. You don't have to do it. She's I'm, doing it. I'm She's doing, doing it. it. Towards the depths of the unknown with steely purpose. Yeah, that's some good steel. Thank you. He turns back. Wait, 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 wait. I, I thought he was dead because the cop shot someone. The mother was crying, so who the fuck was this? The boy. He's dead. The scenes aren't in order. Well, why'd you let him print it like this if it's not how you want it? It's just a transition. Oh, I see. Okay, a transition. I see. The life. The mother is waiting by the window. Fourth wall window. The boy comes to her. Oh! He's a ghost. No! Okay, fuck it, fuck it, Whatever. She takes his head in her hands. Skip that. She looks sadly out at us. Fourth wall. Music. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sure mom has some movie shit on here. Oh, come on, Lila, turn it off. Do the thing, mom. It's your big moment. You are seven. You give your ice cream to a homeless man drinking a beer out of a brown paper bag. I tell you, the man doesn't need your ice cream. He has something else. You take my hand and say, so do I. You are 16. You buy a used car with the money you've made tutoring to ferry old folks from our building to the grocery store. You are 21 with shaking hands. You take the envelope marked Columbia University from it. We cry together. You are 34. You develop a cure Tim, 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 Tim. Does the boy cure cancer? No. I'll just skip to... I'll, no, I'll just no, skip to, I no, get it. No, it's no, no. fine. Here she says, you are mine and I love you. I will love every part of you forever. Okay, the stop. The mother Come kisses on. the boy on the forehead. No. Oh, it is no. the kiss of someone who understands the world and its burdens. The boy walks, you don't have to do it, slowly away into the darkness as his innocence dissolves into a million points of light. Wow. How'd you do that? In the end, it was just a blackout. Okay, sorry, Tim. That's ridiculous. Well, she's not an actor. But why is this here? To show us how much she loves him. She's his mother. She loves him. We know that. You don't think him dying is enough? You have to make him this fucking perfect kid who loves his mother. He does love his mother. Who drives old people to the grocery store and gets into Harvard? Derek Chambers is not going to be a doctor. He's not going to cure cancer. It's not cancer. Okay, but how do you know that? It says psoriasis. No, how do you know he's not a saint? And what seven-year-old kid gives their ice cream to a homeless man? Me. I did that. Oh, come on. That's a story my dad used to tell about me. A lot of this I drew from my personal experience. Have you lost a child? I've lost a parent. I know what that feels like. So I just wrote some of the stuff I wish my dad had been around for. I'm sorry, am I not allowed to use my own life in my play? Yeah, but you don't have to make him a saint. He's not a saint. What if he is? He's not. What's so wrong with making him look good? Even if he's exaggerating a bit, Derek Chambers wasn't a criminal. Okay, but Derek Chambers wasn't that great. And it's not Derek Chambers. He might not be that great, but that doesn't mean he deserved to die. Okay, but he does die in the play and in the movie. How does that make you feel? Fine. 
Not fine, not like, I'm not happy about it, but I like that it's honest. That's what happens. It's an epidemic. Yeah, those are the consequences of those actions. Who's? Cops. Hey. Some cops. So the cop shoots him in the play, he dies, and Derek Chambers just gets to be a saint in real life? Well, what's he like in real life? He's nice. He's a good kid. At least he seemed polite when I spoke to him. You did speak to Derek Chambers. Oh, he sure did. Yes, once, but mostly to his mother. And how does she feel about him dying in the play? Or about the play at all? I don't know. I haven't spoken to them in a while. And how do they feel about the movie? Have you told them about the movie? It is not my job to tell people about the movie, and it doesn't matter. She shot someone. I created a character based on the person she shot. This is not the person I shot. Exactly! So you wouldn't have shot Derek Chambers if you'd known he was going to cure cancer? Derek Chambers isn't going to cure cancer. He's not going to cure anything! I'm sorry, am I on trial? Oh, hey, are we skipping ahead to the trial? Yes, let's. I never had a trial. Who wants more rum? I'm good. Keep up, Lil D. I'm good. What did you have? An internal investigation, probably a civil suit against the city. What's she on trial for? Manslaughter. Okay, we're going to need a prosecutor. Uh, Usually the boy would double as the prosecutor, but I... No, no, I'm game. I don't have much to do being dead and all, and you always wanted me to be a lawyer, right, Mom? Okay, here we go. Music. The trial. Page 32. The woman sits in the defendant box, represented by a tight square spotlight. She is stoic, eyes straight ahead. The prosecutor paces in front of the woman. So, he ran a red light, and then... Yeah, I pulled him over and approached on the driver's side. Holy fuck, now he's Forrest Gump. Don't do the voice. Why not? It's fucking distracting. Really? Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Oh, okay. I pulled him over and approached on the driver's side. I got his license and registration. He was acting suspicious. I asked him to get out of the car. Why? I wanted to search him. You thought he might have a weapon Objection! Objection! Okay, so the defense would have objected there. That's... What is that? That's... Speculation. Where's the defense? It's a small cast. Okay, I'm going to keep going. I had reasonable suspicion to search him. And can I ask where that reasonable suspicion came from? Was it how he looked? Objection! Tony! Come on, leading! This guy's a fucking hack. you never been to a trial before? I've been to a trial. So, he got out of the car, and what was the first thing you noticed? He's big. Too big for a 16-year-old? This fucking guy. Look, if I'm the woman that gave me this guy, I'm calling for a retrial. Why, you didn't Google a fucking lawyer? Sorry, beat. He was 6'2", 6'3", maybe 180 pounds. You didn't know him? You didn't recognize him? Leading the fucking witness. What is this, my cousin Vinny? That's a great fucking movie. Something about him looked familiar. Familiar? I searched him and left him with his hands on the back of his trunk, told him to stay there. Then I went back to my car to get a roadside screening test. I got back in my cruiser, looked at his license, realized he resembled a perp from a violent b and a month back. I started to radio for backup. You said he resembles? Objection! It's just a question! Fine! She can ask questions! Fine! Overruled! Can you describe that perp? Black male, 25 to 35, 6 foot, about 180 pounds, wearing a hoodie. And where did you leave your suspect? With his hands on his vehicle. Stay in the box! But he looked at me. Then he started walking back towards his driver's seat. What'd you do? I... No, no, that's her line. Uh, and what did you do? I told him to put his hands up. He reached the driver's seat, reached inside the open door. I thought he grabbed something. He took a step towards me. I told him to stop. Oh, fuck, fuck. And then you shot him. He had his hands up and you shot him. I thought he had a gun. But he didn't. Blackout. He didn't have his hands up. That's just what he said after. I'm going outside. For a cigarette? No, just outside. (laughs) 
So did he get something from his car? Anything? His license. She had his license. He'd just gotten his driver's license that month and he gave me his learners by mistake. He wanted me to have the right one. Jesus. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have moved. She told him not to move, he shouldn't have moved. It's not illegal to get something from your car. No, just stupid timing. You're blaming him. He should have fucking said something. Like what? No, officer, I'm reaching for my license. When has saying anything ever stopped a black person from getting shot? Is she guilty? She feels guilty. No, no, is she convicted? No, she gets off. Of course she does. That's what happens. These guys get off, or they're protected by the unions and the system. No offense, that's what I'm trying to change. You didn't want to envision a reality where she gets comeuppance? That's not what happens. That's why I wrote this. Or one where the boy doesn't die or doesn't get shot at all? Do you want me to tell it like it happened or like you want it to have happened? Because this is what's happening, not what should be happening. What should be happening? Intermission. What should happen will happen when we can open up the conversation about what is happening. What the fuck are you talking about? This is my call to action for more police training. She, She followed her training. It's just that she was a rookie. Shit like this happens with rookies because the training is fresh. All the real experience... The good shit that develops instinct, you get that day-to-day on the job. To train better, then. To train de-escalation. How is she going to de-escalate that? I'm not saying it was a clean shoot, but he didn't comply with lawful demands. And she had honest belief on reasonable grounds that her life was in danger. So it's okay because she's scared? It's not okay. I'm right here. I meant the woman. Okay, so what did that guy do in real life? The one you thought Derek Chambers looked like? He shot someone in the throat. The throat? Fuck yeah, she's scared. I'd be scared too. You, you would have shot your pants. He's coming towards her. He's acting cagey. She doesn't know if it's him. What's in his hand? She fires her weapon. His hands were up. That's just what he said. Potential deadly threat, potential deadly threat. But he force. wasn't a deadly threat. Yeah, but she didn't know that. And you gotta make these decisions fast. You can't hesitate. That's how you get hurt. End of the day, cop's job is to go home. I thought it was to protect people. She was. I was protecting myself. From his driver's license? From a potential weapon. If he'd had a but gun, he didn't. that... No, first of all, there's always a gun in a situation like this. The cops. Perp can overpower you and get it. <laughs> Second, she's protecting other people from this guy who may or may not have been this dangerous piece of shit who shot someone in the fucking throat. And sometimes you make a mistake. I'd rather be wrong than dead. Better to be judged by 12 than carried by 6? No. When I spoke to cops, I heard that phrase. Some said that's one way of looking oh, at it. Oh, you spoke to cops? Which cops? What Which cops, cops did you speak My to? cousin Lou is in parking enforcement. Oh, no, no. Cousin Lou. He was very helpful, and he connected me to a few other cops, including the one who told me he heard you liked rum a lot. So. Okay, okay. So the only thing that made the boy a potentially deadly threat was that he was acting suspiciously. And according to you, he looked like this other black suspect. What do you mean? I mean, if a white dude had behaved suspiciously, he wouldn't have been shot. A white dude wouldn't look anything like that other black guy. Derek Chambers probably didn't look anything like that other black guy. Cops just think we all look the same. Even black cops? That's what I'm saying, because of systemic- So you think you're playing a racist black cop? No! I think I'm playing a complex and complicated character made more complicated by the fact that his father was white. Right! That's why you made his dad white, to add conflict. No, ultimately that's because the studio and me obviously really want Jackie. And he's not technically... I mean, you're not... You could be a lot of ethnicities. You played Middle Eastern, Persian? I have. That kid in Infinity was what, Egyptian? I have, but what does that have to... I'm not saying you're not black enough. 
dude, I am black enough. Right. I am black right. enough. Right, and I ended up really liking that change because it makes everything more complicated. complicated. So she shoots him because he's black? It doesn't matter well, what it her does. reasons. She makes a bad call. Not because a of the bad fa- call, just the wrong call. But I'm also saying it's not her fault. This prejudice is planted in people, especially in cops. So, and, uh, so you're saying all cops are... Uh, no, not all cops. I'm saying... It's inherent in the system, in society, that fear. And so a female cop is more likely to shoot because she's more scared? Is that right, Tony? That's what the studio thinks? Well, yeah. Why? Because she has a better imagination for what could happen. Because women are, like, more creative. They have more emotions. Or maybe they thought she was scared because she's small. Maybe you tell me. I'm not small. She's small, smaller. Then what? Jaggy, stand up. Him for one. Look how much smaller you are than him. Now, close quarters, he's got reach, weight, and speed. Maybe she thinks she won't be as fast. Maybe she thinks... She had a gun. Right. She could protect herself. Gun levels the playing field. I'm saying maybe she used it because she was scared. <sighs> Move. That's fucking valid. She got scared. That's human. You don't stop being human when you get a badge. I'm not saying that's why you did it in real life. I'm just saying maybe that's why she did it. Or maybe that's what they thought. Hey, Tony, you work with a lot of women when you were a cop. Yeah, a couple. And they were good. Good cops held their own, but they had it harder for sure. I had one supervisor used to call all women in the office cracks. Cracks. Get it? Yeah, we get it. You call him pussy meat. Yeah, but I wouldn't call a girl that. I got a daughter. I'm saying cops have a hard job to do, and sometimes you fuck up. But when you're a woman and you fuck up, you hear they hesitate. They don't respond fast enough. They call for backup too much. I've heard all that shit, and it looks bad for all lady cops. Hey, Tony. And the woman's black, too. Come on, way fucking harder. Hey, Tim. Did you talk to any black cops? One or two. They tell you they get called sellouts? That they're trotted out by the department for meetings and protests? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Any- exactly. No, my, my guess, my guess. She's standing there with the gun. And one of the things going through her head is, if she doesn't shoot and that guy has a gun, he shoots her. How's that going to look for black lady cops everywhere? Tony, I don't need you to defend me. I'm not defending you. I'm giving you my perspective on the woman, and you're welcome to jump in anytime. You are mansplaining what it means to be a black female cop to me. No, I'm mansplaining it to them, and they're men. So that means I'm just splaining it. I'm just saying it's hard for anyone. And there are a lot of factors that affect how you do it, but it's an important fucking job. Do you like being a cop? Fucking loved it. So why'd you quit? Because my partner took a bullet and now he's pissing in a bag in a fucking wheelchair. And uh, that made me think that maybe I don't want to roll my daughter down the aisle when she gets married. Or not be there at all, if she wants to get married. Someday. To a man or a woman, whatever. I didn't know that tone. Yeah, well, you didn't ask. I don't need to put my life on the line every day with all this... Bullshit. That's going to lead to more cops getting hurt because they try not to use excessive force because they're thinking about how they're going to look in the newspaper or whatever the fuck. And honestly, if some asshole is going to write some theater play about why I did what I did when I was doing my job, I'd rather protect this Disney fuck from dirty underwear. It's not worth the stress. Hmm? She fucking knows. Two cops in the family, I don't know how you got sleep. I didn't. My daughter grows up, wants to be a cop. I'm telling her to be an astronaut. It's fucking easier. So, sorry, Tim. Where's the scene where you think she's redeemed? It's later. Well, I think we could all use a little bit of redemption right now. Who needs more rum? I think we're done with the rum. Are you kidding? Redemption calls for more rum. Where are we off to, T? Uh, Page 59, but I think now would be a good time to just take stock. No, 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 no. We're on a roll. What hope could our heroine have for redemption? Does she give her popsicle to a meth addict? What could it possibly be, Tim? The apology. You've got to be fucking kidding me. We're in the mother's living room. It's raining. Knock at the door. 
No, Jackie, we're in a living room. We have a door, and it's raining, so... Take an umbrella. No, I don't need the umbrella. Music. Tim. Tim! What? Get the fuck off the set! We're in the mother's living room. It's raining. Knock at the door. The mother opens the door to reveal the woman soaking wet. Too sad. Music's too sad. Do it again. Do it again. Music. The mother opens the door to reveal the woman soaking wet. The mother steps aside wordlessly and lets her in. Hello. I'm Officer... I know who you are. You should have called. I didn't know I was coming. I just started walking and I ended up here. I'm sorry. They stand in silence for a moment. I'm sorry for your loss and for my part in it. I'm sorry for your loss because he's your son too. He's her son. No, no. He's her son. No, no, she's going to explain it. I don't understand. Me neither. They say when you save a life, that life belongs to you. It's the same when you lose one, have you lost someone? My father? He'll live on in you. Okay, that's from the fucking Lion King. His every moment, every breath, every touch became yours when you stole them. I was afraid. What was it that made you afraid? His trembling lips? His trembling lips! Okay, let's stop. <laughs> no, no, Mom. Please, keep reading, please. What was it that made you so afraid you shot him not once, but twice? Open your eyes. Open your eyes! I don't know. I want to make it better. I need I can't give you anything. I have nothing left. Not tears, not forgiveness, not hope. I can't fix it. But we can talk. We can talk. We can. Yes, we can. And together, we can make a difference. We can open everyone's eyes together. Okay, stop. Just stop. This is such bullshit. 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 What? Did you Google what it feels like to lose a child? Oh my god, you did! How are these two going to make a difference together? They're communicating, that's the point. This, this is your grand redemption, your big selling point? That she's sorry? Yes. Of course she's fucking sorry. There's nothing she can say. There's, There's no apology that will fix this. How does an apology redeem her if she's not forgiven? She wants to be. That humanizes her. This makes her human for you? This is the part you want to play? At least she's sorry. Of course she's fucking sorry. You don't need a scene to tell the world she feels bad. Trust me. She feels bad. I just think it makes it better that she this feels sorry. This does not make it better. Well, what would? You, you want a public flogging? Want her to become a vigilante who targets bad cops? That sounds good. No, there's nothing you can write. You can't make this better. And there's nothing she can say say she can't apologize but you could you could apologize by talking to Derek Chambers mom or to Derek Chambers he's alive I can't speak to him or his family why not because of lawyers and optics and that would would be admitting that you're wrong you have nothing you'd like to say to Derek Chambers you know what I'd say to Derek Chambers if I could go back in time don't run red lights you want this to be believable this would No cop could ever, ever do this. Come on, back me up, Tony. What about a member of a cop's family? Not a chance. That's just not true. She did. She spoke to them. Mrs. Chambers said so. Oh, shit. Mom, is that true? Bang Bang features Jeff Lillico, Karen Robinson, Khadija Roberts-Abdullah, Richard Zeprieri, and Sebastian Hines. It was written and directed by Kat Sandler. Some of the music used in Play Me is licensed under a Creative Commons license. 
please go to playmepodcast.com for a list of the pieces and for attribution. Visit playmepodcast.com to learn more about our shows, leave a comment, or let us know what you think of our podcast. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley. The associate producer is Pippa Johnstone. This episode was edited by Chris Tolley. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Special thanks to our partners, the Playwrights Guild of Canada, Factory Theatre, Tarragon Theatre, and the Musical Stage Company. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production. For more information, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.